The Women in Gridiron Show is a production of Mojo Sports in partnership with the Women's Gridiron Leagues of Australia. So Alex, I have to preface this episode with there was an incident on the live stream. So I knew that it had happened, but I wasn't entirely sure uh, if anyone else on the live stream could could hear what had happened. Alex, what did you hear on the live stream that you thought was the incident? Uh, there's a great moment where you're just kind of watching. I think we were waiting for a play to happen, and all of a sudden you just hear, fuck, fuck. And then a lot of clicking. And I was like, oh, something. She's spotted something there that she's not a fan of. She's trying to get it away somehow. But that that was probably the lead into kind of just what sounded like, you know, your mics went off air. But we all know that that's not what happened. So, for, yeah. So for the untrained ears, uh, you would have heard a slight dead air moment, which, look, the live stream mics were going in and out. Our feeds were going in and out the entire game. So, yes, that happened a lot. However, we're in a period of the game and um, I'm, I'm calling and, yeah, we were at a break in play. And then I've just turned to my left. And behind me was my laptop sitting on this bench, and I've just seen this giant huntsman face up on my laptop. And dead. so we need to put in there. We need to put in that it was a dead huntsman, but it didn't look dead from your point of view. So I it did not look dead from my point of view. It was out the corner of my eye. It was terrifying. And so the the f word that you heard is accompanied by me jumping into Lauren Evans' arms. Um, and snapping at the broadcast guys to be like, someone needs to get rid of this because I cannot and I could not function until someone had got rid of the spider. So I, I think it's around like hour, like one hour 28. I think if anyone wants to listen to that in full. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so that that was the incident. I don't like spiders. Um, and thanks, Lauren, for, for saving me from, from yeah. the spider. But I digress. This is the Women in Gridiron Show, and we are back again, uh, wrapping up game two of this uh, Women's Gridiron State of Origin for 2023 and looking game ahead. Wrapping up game two and looking ahead to game three. My bad. Yeah, we're wrapping up number two, looking ahead. Okay. Yeah. My bad. It's usually you that can't do It's still you that can't do the maths. Tell me they can't do maths. So um, sorry. Yeah, so we're doing that. And looking ahead to this weekend's games, obviously, again, I'm joined by Alex Barker. Uh, Alex, good. It was an excellent game, excellent game on the weekend. And I don't think, I don't think either of us or anybody expected the game to go the way that it did, but I'm really glad it did because it was so entertaining. It was, it was, it was a, a pleasant surprise, but B also like a welcome one, I think for, you know, just, women's gridiron in australia anyway because we know that queensland has been so dominant for so many years it was nice to see new south wales come in play good football leading at, for a point of the game as well um but i liked that they didn't it you know take too much of game one and they just went out with game two and we're like we're gonna go out there we're gonna do the basics right we're gonna have some ball security we're gonna move the ball to our best ability and score um, and I think when they got into the scoring options, they didn't look scared um, and they were able to just convert. And, and that was the most important thing. 
And I think, too, that, uh, you know, first of all, yes, from the first game to the second game, it was a completely different game because I think, you know, as we spoke about in the last podcast, I think they were trying to work out which pairings are going to work best in the backfield, like which quarterbacks, you know, going to generate the most amount of of positive yards. Um, But overall, like if you're looking, you know, our trusty handy-dandy spreadsheet that we refer to pretty much every week, um, you know, Coyotes actually has some like a high majority of of highlighted players here. You know, we're looking at, you know, highlights for me especially was, uh, you know, first career touchdown from Ashley May. First career rookie to the sport, played with um, the Stars last season with Danny, finally gets her first touchdown uh, of her career on a national stage against an unbeaten Queens, um, un- un- well, an unscored on Queensland side uh, for a long time. So that was exciting. I mean, that was great. I mean, she had a moment set up, I think, earlier in the game that, you know, didn't quite get completed, but she was, you know, still right place, right time. And then they just kind of ran what looked like a similar play. And then she was wide open. It was a beautiful pass from Danny. And you could see the excitement kind of, you know, in her jump after she got got the touchdown. But it's always fun to see when you, you know, you see rookies get that first kind of touchdown and that feeling. It's always fun as people that have been around the sport for a while to witness that. And I think, too, having the photo that captured that celebration, it's not very often that we see women's celebrations celebrated, if that makes sense. Um, Because I think as women, we're often told, so, you know, hold everything inside, like don't, you know, don't, don't be exuberant with it, you know. And then if you're looking at the NFL and the whole excessive celebration things, like how much can I, how much can I celebrate? So like typically women's celebrations after scoring are pretty muted, but to see, Ashley out there with big smile, big jump, Mario style. Uh, that was really, really awesome. I do have to, you know, preface that, you know, Queensland has won the series. So they're 2-0, therefore they are four-time, four-peat national champions so far. But I don't think it came easy to them at all. I think, you know, New South Wales is up at halftime, uh, 14-6, and it seemed like New South Wales was doing everything right from a defensive perspective to keep Queensland quiet. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think I think that was a good thing for Queensland to be down at half um, because, you know, it required them to kind of step up and really come in guns blazing in that second half. I think they did come into the second game, not cocky in any way, but maybe a little com- to some degree complacent, which can happen when you've already won one game, you've got home field advantage, you know the history between the New South Wales and Queensland Great Iron, which they probably do with the amount of veterans they have on that team. So there can be, without realizing it, a little bit of complacency that I think they came out with, which is why New South Wales was able to score and go ahead. But I think in turn to that, you have those veterans that have been maybe in those situations before where they've been down and they're able to give kind of insight and help and talks and chats to the younger players so that everyone goes in that second half really switched on and ready to win. Well, that was something that Lauren and I spoke about. You know, it, it was a it was a mixed it was a situation that neither New South Wales nor Queensland had been in before. New South Wales has never been up against Queensland at any point over the last ten years. Uh, so, whoa! And then Queensland obviously had never they've never lost a national game uh, mm. at all. 
So they're in the situation where they're suddenly down. And 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 I thought that that was a, an amazing kind of leveler from both sides because it's where you started to see the attitudes and how the players hold themselves on the field, how to overcome adversity to try and, you know, go one for one. And, you know, looking at the scoring breakdowns, like it was pretty much score for score, you know, for a period of time there. And I think that, uh, you know, Queensland did an excellent job um, of just sticking to the fundamentals. They didn't do anything super fancy, super flashy from an offensive perspective, but they just got the job done. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think what was also interesting too is when you watch the start of that second half, and I, you know, listeners can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure both teams went four and out, and it was a turnover from both sides. So I mean, that just goes to show that both teams came to play in that second half. You know, neither team was going to go in. You know, New South Wales wasn't going to win and go. Okay, well, we fold now. We've been up. <laughs> they were going to battle for it, and so and they were going to make Queensland battle for it. And I think that just goes to show to the 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 team that New South Wales has put together for this for this series. My thoughts, the end of the game. So the end of the game I felt was like, yay, Queensland won, but anticlimactic. And I'm not just I'm not just talking about the knee. I'm talking mm. about how New South Wales had a chance down there in the end zone. Like I think we were like at the five or like the six or the seven or, or around that like super close. Yeah. We've gone Pass, incomplete, run up the guts, no good. And I feel like we went pass again, incomplete, but we decided to run it up again up the middle. And Queensland, defense wins championships. I need to start saying that every day because clearly it's true. Um, But, I mean, and then obviously turnover on downs, Queensland gets the ball, and then they take the knee, kneel it out. Anticlimactic. Is that the ending that you... Like as viewers after, you know, talking to people after the game, they're like, oh man, I wish like, you know, someone just had a thrown like a Hail Mary or, you know, just done done something to signify the end of the game being of, you know, of imp- not 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 importance, but like, you know, something exciting, you know? Yeah, I agree. I think that the end of that game was extremely lackluster for both sides, considering the performance they put on in that game. You know, I would have liked to have seen New South Wales maybe come out with something a little creative and at least a play where they would have been able to extend it. Like instead of just the handoff and run up the gut, which clearly didn't work, you know, like do something creative, have Danny hold the ball a little bit longer, see if she can scramble, see what opens up, see, you know, what can happen. I think when you extend plays like that, it does make it more exciting. Can they get that pass off? Will Danny have to run it in herself? So it was disappointing to see them do something so very, in my mind, basic, which it's a good word. Had, it's a good word. Had, yeah. Which, which had no, had no pizzazz to it. It didn't accomplish anything. Unfortunately. It felt like, it felt like they, I've, I feel like the coaches were like, like that's, a, that's like a first down play, you know, yeah. or like a, you know, a second and short or something like that, but not crucial situational style of football which is like complete and nothing against the coaches everyone did a great job and I did speak to coach uh coach Wakeham after the game and I did ask the question and you know he said to me that uh you know they were showing that their linebackers were on the outside which meant the you know the middle gaps were open but obviously didn't account for the fact that you were so close to the end zone that it's pretty much all out blitz you know all dogs are going um, yeah. you know, and then they had the passes, uh, and they just didn't feel that they were there. So, I mean, 
you know, we've, I think we've all had like situations in our career where it's been the coach's decision on the play that gets run. And as a player, you just do what you're told and the consequences, you know, it's probably not up, you know, it, I know so many players for New South Wales felt so down about the the end of that game. And, you know, at the end of the day, it wasn't, it wasn't their lack of doing something good. It was, you know, it, it was a decision that was made as playing chess and it was the wrong move. Yeah. And, you know, we got to give credit to Kiara who ran that, that ball in, in that final play. She had a phenomenal game. Excellent um, game. Uh, her ball security was great. Her yards after contact were great. And, and she was able to kind of, hit her burners in this game that I don't think she was able to do in the first game. So props to her, but you know, it's, it's unfortunate when you're a running back in that situation, you just can't go anywhere, right? That's not your fault. It's the play call, but props to Queensland, as you said, defense wins you championships for sure. hundred percent. All right. So now that New South Wales is no longer in contention for taking home the Natty or the state of origin cup, Championship. I don't really know what award we shield. <laughs> shield. Um, so we've got a get. We've got a game coming up this weekend. Crescent Head. It's the last game of the series. What's what's the vibe going into this, Alex? Is this a? I mean, Queensland is not going to want to let up a win. Like, let's be honest. They want to continue this unbeaten, you know, sense of being. Uh, so they're going to come to play hard. New South Wales is obviously coming in with a, is this just a more of a, you know, get everyone on the field kind of game? Is this more of a, let's try some things like, you know, I'm just, I'm curious to see what, what the vibe is with this one. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they need to use it as a, let's try some things. I don't think Queensland need to use it as a game to like, let's, you know, play with some really fun, you know, confetti or cards, this, this game. I think it's going to be a game that, both teams need to come out and, and give it their all and really take it to each other because I think it's 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 going to be a fun game to watch because I think if New South Wales go in with the same mindset and the same kind of play they had the last game and Queensland did the exact same thing, I think you're going to see a very, very close game in this third one that I think is going to be an absolute battle between both sides, and I think that's what's going to make it entertaining. It's not going to be the flashy stuff that they run – I just want to see a very good, well-coached, well-played, well-fought football game. Yeah. I and, and I think, like, just looking at it from, like, you know, there's so many levels that you can look at football at. You know, you look at it from a player-on-player level. You look at it at an offensively defensive scheme perspective. And then you look at it from the top down. And, you know, ultimately, all we want is to watch a really exciting game of football. And and when it goes score for score, and then you've got an interception, and then you've got a score, and then because of that interception, you've got this, and then, you know, just everything leading and cascading into one another makes for such an exciting game. And and this last game showed us what this next game could could potentially be. Looking at Queensland ahead uh, for this game, running backs, I mean, mm. Moran, yes, scoring touchdowns, Kestra, Lots of yards, um, not a score. Running backs were a little bit quiet in, in in this last game. Are we expecting that there's going to be some changes, or do you think that? I mean, you know, I, and I was talking to Queensland afterwards, and you know, Amanda didn't have to take so much responsibility on herself to run that ball. You know, I'd love to see her get some of these running backs extra yards. Like, you know, I, I would love to see more from the running back room from Queensland for this game. Yeah, I would too. And I'm with you. I don't, I don't think, 
I don't think Amanda needs to go into this third game, you know, needing to do it all, right? She's got a great running back room. She's got a great group of wide receivers. Um, and I think she just needs to trust that. Trust her running backs, trust her receivers, do her job to the best of her ability. Um, but let your running backs run, you know, pardon the pun, but <laughs> let them go. Let them get those yards. Let them, you know, do what they do best because we know that those three, while are very different, each bring something unique to that Queensland side that's fun to watch. Definitely. And I think uh, that only goes without saying, saying that we have to give, you know, some shout out to both, both O-lines, New South Wales and uh, Queensland last game, it really, really good, solid performance. And I mean, you know, we said it in the live stream. You know, if you've got Ducky blocking for you, Ducky six foot three, giant, amazing human, agile, will just pancake the crap out of people. Uh, if if she, you've got her in front of you, then then you're pretty much in safe hands. But I mean, from a Queensland offensive line, and we said it before, they've only got one quarterback on the roster, and they've managed to keep her safe this entire time, despite how much she's been running. Yeah, it's been really good. I mean, that's that's something we talked about way before the series started. You know, you asked, is it is it bad that Queensland only have one quarterback? And I said, no, because I think that line is going to be able to protect her. I don't, think I, I don't think I said bad. I think I said interesting. Is it interesting? Okay. Well, interesting. Is it a negative? However you want to spin it, however you want to say it, I'll kind of bring the same kind of tone. Um but I think it's worked in their favor. You know, I think, you know, that O-line has really been able to protect Amanda. Um, they've been, and they've been really able to help out their running backs to get through. You know, that said though, that, you know, I think you noticed that, uh, you know, that the running backs, you know, scoring majority of their touchdowns from the outside, you know, leading us to believe that, you know, the core unit, you know, the, the core front four of, uh, of New South Wales is pretty solid. Um, you know, we all know that outside contain. Uh, is is the key to managing these these running backs. So I think New South Wales brings that outside containment. Uh, Amanda Ewers hands the ball off a little bit more. Um, it's going to make for a really, really exciting game. Definitely. And I think we definitely saw a huge difference in being able to outside contain from the first to the second game. Um, but I do think where New South Wales gets, gets tired, um, they kind of forget that outside contain and that's and that's where Queensland can kind of get some yardage on them. So if they can just keep doing that every single time that they can, I think they're going to be able to shut down that run for Queensland and then they're going to have to go to the air. I completely forgot what I was going to say. Balls. <laughs> special teams. Special teams. Big years. Everyone forgets about special teams. Um, however, so you know, obviously talking to everybody that we've talked to after the game, I had questions to Cody Fuller and Dylan Palmer around that uh, that fake field goal, run it <laughs> in for a two-point conversion kind of thing. And I was like, guys, like, was that planned? Apparently not. And apparently this was your fault. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you for putting me on blast for that one. Yeah, I was doing chains the first game and I think I was having a quick – uh, chat to Cody because she was like no one gives you know the the holder any credit and I was like yeah but you know it's always fun if you fumble it you can just pitch it and off you know the kicker goes um, and it just so happened that a couple of plays later Cody fumbled it and pitched it now whether or not she actually listened to anything I said because I doubt it not that she wouldn't she wouldn't listen to me but I doubt she was just kind of like you know gonna take that into consideration while she was on the field oh Barker said I should just pitch it but um <laughs> 
but yes, it, it was something that I did kind of mention. And uh, <clears throat> uh, thank you for putting me on blast there. I apologize. You're welcome, Queensland. And I apologize, New South Wales. <laughs> this is why you are no longer allowed on the Queensland sideline. But <laughs> on, a, on a, you know, from a, from the other special teams perspective, and it was something that was happened that confused the crap out of me during the live stream because, I mean, from a commentary perspective, the time that it takes for me to see what I'm seeing on the field, to verbalize it in my brain, to get it out of my mouth is the shortest amount of time possible. And so when we were getting, you know, the the penalties from kickoffs and mm-hmm. and I got really confused. I'm like, what is going on? Like, you know, and I did say it on the stream. I'm like, is someone putting their foot out? Is the ball going out on purpose? Like there has to be some sort of strategy behind this. And the more that, you know, you and I spoke to people after the game, we were talking about how, you know, from a strategy perspective, it's a really interesting way to kind of, you know, mess with the system to get exactly what you want from a special teams perspective, is it not? Yes, it is. And, and unfortunately, I've seen Green Bay do it in the professional. I was going to say, yeah. it, was a, it, it was a play that Green Bay pulled off. Like down at the one yard line or some yeah, crap because the guy was stepped out of bounds. Um, but if you put your foot out of bounds and kind of pick up the football, the ball is considered out of bounds. So it's a very smart, it's a high IQ play. Um, it's a very smart way to kind of manipulate the game in your favor to be able to get kind of what you want out of it. Sometimes you get a re-kick because you think you're going to get better yardage on a return. Sometimes you'll take it um, plus the the extra yardage because you're just pinned in a certain spot that you can't get out of. So it's it was a very smart thing for New South Wales to do, and I'm sure very annoying for Queensland. And very annoying for the commentators who had no idea what was happening because I couldn't hear the officials. So oh, I'm like, yeah. what? what's happening? Uh, but, yeah, like, and obviously once you told me about that, I did remember the Green Bay play that, yes, very high football IQ. And for me, I kind of take this in two ways. If I'm Queensland, I'm looking at that going, okay, are they setting up for something specific? Like, are they waiting for us to kick something specific so they can do a specific thing? Or are they just, you know, rolling the dice again just to see if they get a better result? Yeah, I, I mean, it's, I don't know. I can't, say I mean, it was smart from, from New South Wales. You know, I think I gave them a little bit of a hard time in the first game saying they showed their hand a bit too much, but uh, they clearly have, you know, some jokers up their sleeve that they can they can pull out if they need to. So it, it is what it is. It'll be interesting to see what they can pull off third game that's going to be a little bit tricky and fun for, for you commentators. I think also, too, who I thought had a really good game was Alia. Alia had mm-hmm. a tremendous like yards after contact is something that it's a stat that you don't necessarily think about but from a running backs perspective it's one of the most important because if you get 10 carries but you make minus 10 yards that doesn't mean jack right but if you can make you know three yards get hit and then make another three yards like that yards after contact is so important and I think that our running backs had an amazing like from if we were looking at stats it'd be a really high yards after carry uh, yards after contact stat it would definitely and I think you know I had a conversation with Kiara after the game um and she was like look we didn't get you know an uh, immense amount of yards straight out of the gate every time around the ball but what we did is we got four or five yards kind of each play and that was you know with that run after contact and when you're getting four or five yards each each time you're on a play, as we know, as football players, that's eventually going to be a first down if you do that three times. 
Less so than. yeah, less yeah. than sometimes, you know, depending how much you get, but yeah, those from the entire running back room, I think everyone that kind of ran the ball in that, in that space, you know, was able to have a ball security, um, which I think was big. You know, they did, I saw a lot of people lowering their shoulder into contact when they were running, which makes a huge difference, especially when you're doing the, the yards after <clears throat> contact and just being confident enough to keep driving your feet. I think in the first game, we saw a lot of them go down kind of easy and they're like, Oh, I'm tackled. I got to go down here. It's like, just, as we know, keep moving your feet forward, keep spinning them like you're Fred Flintstone and you're going to get a little bit further. Speaking of Freddie Flintstone, Ella Briscoe, uh, from Queensland linebacker Mario Legs looks like Fred Flintstone when she's running down someone. Um, <laughs> in combination with Chantel Peaver, number 56, this linebacker uh, from Queensland. Uh, again, I'm, I will be looking at stats eventually, but it's it, there's too much on my plate right now, but I will get to it. But I'm fairly certain she would have had to have made the most amount of tackles in the last two games, like, like uh, looking at everyone everyone she's just been relentless and in the backfield and just causing chaos yeah I, I would agree with that one I think she every time you look at a tackle she's getting up <laughs> and and I think she's just she's a heavy hitter hard hitter too it's so, low really low yeah and we've said that right you got to stay low you got to hit hard um and I think you know sometimes when you think that maybe those New South Wales players kind of get through She's in there to be able to be like, mm, not on my watch. I'm that last person you gotta that last person you're gonna try and get through when she's able to take him down. So I think she's she's a great, great player for that Queensland defense. And I think that, you know, the def- the the defensive scheme that Queensland have in their box is really interesting too, because you see the New South Wales O line go out to block uh, you know, they're picking up a D lineman and then they're moving on to the second level to try and get these linebackers. But what Queensland is typically doing is they're sending these linebackers back through like the B gap to come, you know, just in case uh, chasing from the backside, but closing the backside uh, a lot quicker, which, you know, looking at Kiara and how she runs up the middle is typically where you're going to want to send your blitz coming from anyway in your linebackers. So I think it's a really smart play. Uh, Queensland defense obviously doing a great job um, at shutting things down. I guess we finally have to give uh, a bit of a shout out to the game winner, uh, Miss Riley Hodgson, just, you know, out of nowhere. Here we go. And that ball, Amanda, Amanda Housen, goodness. I don't know how you saw that Riley was going to be like directly middle of the field at that point because she was not. Um, mm. But she ends up just, you know, coming out of nowhere. I think a DB just like left her behind her a little bit, uh, like turned too early and looked at looked at Amanda to see where she was going to throw the ball. And Riley's just snaked behind and just popped out into this open space. No one around her. Off she goes into the end zone for a touchdown. I mean, you, you kind of helped her. Uh, if we're gonna blame me for helping, I was gonna Cody say this is game. probably your fault. You kind of this. Uh, well, I don't know if it's mine, but um, you kind of helped her, I think, with the broadcast and saying that he hadn't heard much from Riley, which you know she <clears throat> was a little quiet in the first half, but I think that second half she was able to kind of get that catch, spur that touchdown, and spur that kind of. I think that was a tying touchdown for Queensland, wasn't it? Yeah. And kind of get them back in the game scoring, if you will. And I think that was great. As we said, Riley's a consistent player. But one thing that you I do enjoy watching when Riley plays is Amanda sometimes throws these balls and you're like, Riley's not going to get there. And then all of a sudden she just like switches into like a next gear and she's able to pick up the pace and get that ball. So, I mean, she's just she's a fun receiver to watch, you know. 
because you don't, they're one of those teams that's consistent and you don't know if they're going to get the ball. And then all of a sudden you just see this catch happen and you're like, oh, that was so pretty. <laughs> yes, it was so pretty. Yes. I, I personally, I'd like to see a little bit more out of the other wide receivers for Queensland. Like, yeah. you know, Cody, yeah, she scored. She's been pretty quiet. I'd like to see something out of Marissa Hayes. I'd like to see J.M. McRobb get her first completion, um, uh, you know, and get some yards because she is, she's only young. She's such, she's a little baby, uh, 16 years old. So this is going to be a real opportunity for her to try and, you know, get some confidence going back into whatever season that she's going into, um, which means that the New South Wales Coyotes DBs really need to be put on blast and be like, guys, like this is, this is coming. Can guarantee it that uh, they're not keeping everyone quiet for very long. No, I'm with you there, and I think it's going to be interesting to see what the defense can do with all those receivers because if, you know, Cody starts catching and Marissa starts catching and Riley's catching, you're not going to be able to defend them all, and something's going to have to give at some point. So it's going to be very very interesting to see how they defend all those receivers if they start to switch on and get utilized a bit more. All right. So knowing what we know now about Queensland we know the whole perspective. They've won the series. They're coming in this uh, not to lose at all. Uh, New South Wales, if they get a win, will still be a defining moment in New South Wales uh, football history. So both of those options still on the cards. But we have to do it. We have to do a score prediction. I don't think we. I don't think we were right at all last week. We were close. I think we were in the ballpark. Um, I think you said twenty-two to something, and I might have said thirty-four something to something um you know i did my usual six to three which sounds yeah. like a soccer score line but yeah. uh six touchdowns to three touchdowns um, okay so what are we thinking what are we thinking this week you know i it's just I feel like I'm on countdown. Um, and if you've never seen that show, highly recommend it. Uh, I want to say that I could see, and I, if I had, if I could predict the best kind of scoreline for this game, I would go thirty to thirty to thirty-three. Can we do that? Win by a field goal. Queensland. I, I say now. I. See- yeah. yeah. 30 to 33 if I could give if I could predict what I think would be the best scoreline for the best final game in the series, I would say 30 New South Wales 30 30 33 Queensland. <laughs> yeah, and 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 yes, because I feel like that sets up one of those moments in the NFL where it's like, you know, so close and then it's like one second to go and you're like, oh man, they're going to kick a kick a field goal to win it. And maybe yeah. they might win, like maybe they might miss, maybe I mean, yes. Yes, I'm here for that. I'm here for that. Yeah. So I think no, I'm going to go with that one, yeah. I like that. And I think there was a point during the live stream last week where I'm like, could this be? Could this be? It a was. You field did, yeah, goal? yeah. 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 So, oh, yeah, I like that. I'd like to see that play out. That'd be interesting. Look, I'm going to I'm gonna take the opposite, and I'm – I think there is an opposite to a field goal, but um, – What, 30-33 to New South Wales? That would be the opposite there. <laughs> okay, Captain Obvious. <laughs> um, 
I meant like, anyway, New South Wales aren't kicking field goals, so that's not going to happen. It's um, true, true. But, yeah, I mean, you know, piece of army, you know, Swiss army knife tool. I'm trying to make an analogy between a field goal and like a toolbox. And there, Yep, I can that, see that. It's anyway, not, how's that yeah, going for you? Yeah, anyway, I'm going to go with New South Wales win and I'm going to go, I'm going to go 36 to 28. Okay. Yep. New South Wales. Purely based upon the fact that I think it would be, you know, I I, I love games where everybody wins. Like, you know, (laughs) football is the winner. So for football to be the winner means that Queensland win the title, New South Wales gets a win on the board. So football is the winner. Uh, So I I think that I would would like to see something like that, but also I would like to see your your little scenario as well. Both would be entertaining. They would. They would. All right. Yeah. So this game is up in Crescent Head uh, this weekend, Saturday, kickoff at 1 p.m., not 11.30 a.m., as previously advertised on social media. Uh, I'm fairly certain there is a live stream. I have not been told otherwise. So I am trekking three, uh, four and a half hours, as is Alex, uh, yep. up to Crescent Head. Uh, and I think it's going to be a, a good game to be a part of. And, and I encourage anybody who's, uh, you know, who's even thinking about playing football this season to, you know, jump on the live stream, shout out some comments. So I'm, I mean, I was getting comments through the live stream from my private, you know, uh, Facebook page. So send us, send us comments on Instagram. Like I know, I know that the live stream didn't have comments turned on, but I would love to interact with some people as I'm doing the commentary. And, you know, it's been it's been such a fun journey for me. Like I've, I've really like, I've missed being out on the field, but discovering this new kind of like, you know, part of football has been super fun, super fun. And so hard, so hard. I'm exhausted yeah, by the end of it. It's definitely a tough one being a spectator for sure. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be allowed to run chains this game um, based off what happened in the first game. <laughs> Uh, not being allowed on the Queensland sideline. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's been a great series to watch. It's been great to be around football. It's been great to be around that atmosphere and that vibe. I think it's just been a a standout kind of performance from from both sides and definitely a standout performance from Queensland. So both sides should be extremely proud about how far they've come in just two games alone, Um, but also just enjoy the third game as well. Yeah, totally. Definitely. And, you know, he's hoping that, you know, Queensland can rally off the back of this and really get a a competition up and running uh, up that way this season. All right, guys, that's it for us this week. We will likely be back next week, and I'm hoping to have everybody back from the panel. We've got some new panelists. Um, hoping to have everybody back from uh, State of Origin, try and you know have a chat about their experiences because um, I'm sure there's going to be some some pretty funny stories that come out of camps and, and whatnot as a result of this. So uh, stay tuned for the rest of Women in Gridiron season number three for 2023, uh, and we'll see you guys next week. Alex, do you want to say bye? Bye. Peace.